0: I hope everyone's having a wonderful day or night wherever you guys are listening and stay tuned. This is the Cozy Chat where we get cozy and chat about the many things in life. I am your co-host Maxine Antoine and I identify by the pronouns she her hers. Hey
1: everyone welcome back it's Corey, and I go by he him his right and tonight we have a third host with us today, and they will introduce themselves.
2: Hi, I'm Sasha. I go by the pronoun she, her, hers, I think that's how it goes. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You got it right. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, so
1: how was everyone's week? You know, it's been a while since the last time we've recorded, even if you don't notice by, you know... Even if you, the listener, don't know, it's been a while since we've uh, recorded. So how how's everyone doing? How's everyone's week? How are you feeling?
2: You
0: want to go, Sasha?
2: <laughs> um, I'm feeling all right. Like, I have a pretty easy job, so I'm not too stressed. Just School is stressing me out. Every single second that I'm not working, it's like school, school, school. So other than that, I'm good.
1: Yeah, similar with me. I mean, not school, but, like, me, it's just been work, work, work for the most part. You know, I have one job where I work semi-remotely, I, and we are starting to go back in and do a few things on location, but for the most part, it's pretty just remote work. And my week has been okay. It was my grandmother's birthday passed, so oh, had a chance to celebrate that.
0: Yeah, yeah Happy so... <laughs> Um, my days have been pretty eventful. Um, during this time, I was going through a season where I really wanted to focus on certain aspects of my life, because you know, I, as you know, Corey, I've been wanting to focus on my character. I felt like I really had to do some character building, but I really wanted to focus on the specific aspect, and I think, like, I was focusing on was forgiveness, and um. I wanted to go on this 10-week period where I will forgive the people who have hurt me or people that I've probably hurt unintentionally, forgiving myself, you know. Um, I really wanted to take the time to just go on that journey and forgive. And when I'm like when I was on this journey consistently, I felt a difference in like the way I. You know, spoke the way I was communicating with people, the way I was communicating with myself. You know, um, I mm-hmm. got more clarity, more discernment, than and more awareness than I did before. So, does um, forgiveness plan have like changed me and for the positive? Um, have I been staying consistent? No, because you know, work and karate has been taking my life, but you know, it's definitely something that I feel was such a benefit to my spirit. You know, um, I also um, am still struggling with like anxiety and stuff, um, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. I'm making moves now and I'm just taking it one day at a time. And I'm really proud of like where I am in this time in my life and my birthday passed too. So, I'm, you know, when my birthday passed, I was just really grateful that I even had a birthday that I lived. Like, COVID-19 is really scary and real for a lot of people. And I'm still alive. And I'm very grateful that the people around me are alive. I was just so grateful on my birthday. But, yeah, I think it's been a pretty eventful ride since the last time we spoke.
2: Yeah. yeah, That sounds like a lot. Yeah. 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 It was a whole <laughs> odyssey. But it's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean,
1: speaking of, like, so you brought up like forgiveness um so what is like what does that mean to you like to forgive what does that like what does forgiveness look like for you
0: Hmm. um great question um forgiveness me looks like well two no three things right so it's having grace compassion and love for either the person that you lost or who have hurt you and for yourself especially because when you have you know hatred for others or you project all this um negativity onto others most times you also are feeling it projected you know something that you're feeling internally for yourself as well you know and it's usually a result of guilt shame and blaming yourself for something but um you know, forgiveness, what it does, it, it, it kind of removes that. It gives you the freedom to just be human, you know. Forgiveness is never, as cheesy as it sounds, it's not about the other person or even what you would call it, what they've done to you or whatnot. Even, it's detrimental what they've done, but um, it's more, forgiveness is more than just that. It's, you know, be- releasing yourself and having that freedom to just realize that people are human. And you're human yourself and you have nothing to blame yourself for. But you, you know, for example, like, let's say you feel guilty for the things you said to a person that negatively, you know, impacted their life, you know, you can forgive yourself because at that point in your life, you were, you know, doing things that you thought were justifiable at the time, but now you have the awareness to understand that those things were wrong and you're not going to make that mistake again. So that's what forgiveness does. You have to forgive yourself in order to move forward. And when you move forward, you have freedom to explore and do more things spiritually, physically, or anything that you desire. You know, So forgiveness is truly important and it's really undermined because it's seen as weak, but it's not weak. It's probably the strongest thing you could ever do for yourself. Because yeah. then you, give your, you release yourself of the pressures that you've been either taught to put on yourself or something that because people are critical of you, you do to yourself anyway. So, yeah, that's what forgiveness looks like to me. Just having grace, compassion, and love for others. And with that, you know, comes the understanding and everything. And then, you know, there's just a shift in perspective that happens when you forgive. You no longer put expectations on people you don't longer get disappointed. I'm no longer like for me, like I'm no longer feeling like I should put expectations on people or, you know, be disappointed with somebody if they don't meet my expectations. People are human. People got their own lives. I'm not that important. You know what I mean? Like I had to humble myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not that important. I would, I'm important to me. My family thinks I'm important, but something that I was always thinking about since going on this journey is that, I don't really deserve anything. I what you would call it? I don't really like own anything, but I'm blessed with everything. You know what I mean? Like everything in my life is a blessing, and everything in my life could be taken away. But mm. I'm blessed to have all those things. But I don't yeah. necessarily deserve or own those things. I've been privileged to have those things. So for me, it's like a humbling experience. Like I'm not as important as I am thinking that I am. And you know, I don't also have to put people on a pedestal either and put, give them these expectations. Cause then that puts pressure on them that they never even asked for. So mm-hmm. I have low expectations. I don't get disappointed by people. Like I'm learning to not, you know, get disappointed by people. Cause then I'm allowing them to like make a mistake and not have it be detrimental to me. Not because, you know, there was a time even Corey knows this when I was filming and I would always get upset when people flake or when people would just like abandon a project. like oh my God, it's either you go hard or go home. You know, that was always my motto. And I'm just like, people, you know, nowadays it's just like, if you could, you can. If you can't, just let me know, please. And don't waste my time. Because that's that's all I ask for. Like, if you're going to flake, for example, at least just be upfront about it. Before it used to be so intense for me, but now it's just like, I expect it and I prepare for it now. If you're going to flake, that's because you Mm -hmm. have your life. You know, like maybe there's something going on, but it's not because you're trying to hurt me. I shouldn't have to think personally, you know, it's just like you got things you need to do and this project is no longer working for you and that's okay. You know, like I have a more peace about it and I'm not holding anybody to any standards and I'm not holding myself to any standards anymore. You know, I'm just like slowly but surely like releasing myself of pressures and criticisms I and mean, I'm taking it one day at a time. Like there are days where I go back to the way I was, and it's like I have to restart all over again. It's really hard to reverse this, but you know I'm patient with myself, and I give myself that grace to you know fall and just bounce right back up.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was a long explanation, by the way. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, it's all right. I mean,
1: it's, yeah, I get it. I get. I kind of get what you're saying.
0: It
2: makes sense. I'm slowly getting to the point where I feel like. When it comes to forgiveness, the hardest part for me is forgiving myself for stuff that I think I was wrong in Mm -hmm. doing. So I've been trying to take the time and just give myself the okay. Like, hey, it's all right that you did this stuff. You grew and you learned from it.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My thing with, I guess, I guess my particular thing with forgiveness is not necessarily learning to forgive myself, I guess. Um, At least I don't feel like I've done anything egregious in which I feel like I need forgiveness for. At the same time, I do know kind of similar to what uh, Maxine was saying, like, you know, we're not the center of the universe or anything like that. Like, I remember seeing this quote saying that, like, it doesn't matter how good you think you are, eventually you'll meet someone where you're the villain of their story. Um, with me, I guess forgiveness is less about like treating people with kindness. I guess it's more if I'm going to treat anyone with kindness, I'll be treating myself with kindness, you know, allowing myself to to make mistakes without then, you know, piling all this guilt or resentment on myself for those mistakes. But when mm-hmm. it comes to other people, I think forgiveness is more the act of just, you know, look an act of like, letting go of that person or letting go of the action which i feel they may have wronged me in some way right whether i think that they lied or betrayed me or did whatever you know kind of letting go of that um that any type of anger or resentment that i may have towards them and not allowing that feeling of anger or resentment to control any of my actions there's some people you get angry at and no matter how angry or whatever they're going to live their life and you're walking around with all this pain and hurt while they are out here living life to the fullest and they still have this sense of power over you. So not allowing people to have that type of emotional power over you to the point where like, if I see this person now, I'm like in a rage, or if I hear the person's name, suddenly I become sad or depressed or something like that. Like learning to, let go of the situation and be like you know what you did me wrong yes but that's on you and i don't have to hold on to it i don't have to wait for you to apologize i don't need an apology from you right i just don't have to deal with you anymore and you just kind of leave it at that i don't know like you know some people say that you know that saying like forgive and forget
2: I'm like, you know,
1: sure, I I can forgive you as far as for my own, you know, mental and spiritual well-being. I'm letting go of the situation and I'm not dealing with it anymore. But I'm not forgetting what you did, right? And I'm not allowing you to put yourself, to situate yourself in my life in a way where you can do the same thing again, right?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: sure, I can forgive you to, to... the extent of like I'm, I move beyond the situation, right? I move beyond caring about the person as far as expecting any type of apology or reconciliation, and then I can move forward with my life. But that doesn't mean I have to, like, then that, I don't have to like key key with the person afterwards either. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm hmm yeah that's the thing with forgiveness people think like you need closure or like you need to meet the person face to face to get that closure sometimes the closure is just you closing that chapter and saying mm-hmm. like this is where you know we end you know no, this is where i stop caring stop worrying this is where i let go and i release myself from this With forgiveness, you can't really, like, you know, when you said, like, to forgive and forget, and I like what you said about, like, you know, that doesn't mean, like, you forget what they did so you could allow them to do what you, you know, what they did to you before, you know? Um, That's where a boundary comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, that's setting a healthy boundary for yourself so that way people don't just walk all over you and think, like, you're some doormat. Like, no, this is what you did, and we could be cordial if you want, you know, we could be cordial, but like we, we don't go further than this, you know, it's done. And if they can't accept that, then we can't go past this. You know, this is all that I'm open to. So, um, and a lot of people, it's like, you know, you think like, Oh, we could just get back to where we started. It's like, no, there's a reason why we separated. And if you're not grown up yet, why would I entertain that? You know, like, why am I going to go back to that? So, um, you know what you said is more so a boundary that people set for themselves as a way to protect themselves um from that person trying to overstep again if they're still in your life you know and they still have some involvement like this could be a family member or like a friend who still have some involvement but if this is somebody who's not that important or like somebody who's not worth the headache of trying to keep let them go let them go because they're just gonna rule over your life and change your trajectory in life. That person is just going to be a hindrance and you holding on to them is going to be selfish in the end because you're holding on to an idea of them, but they're never going to be that ideal. You know, they're just going to be what they used to be, but both of you have to grow in order to become who you're destined to be.
1: I think people think that forgiveness means that you have to accept what the other person did, or that you're co signing what the other person did to you, mm-hmm. or saying that it's okay, mm. that you're saying that it's okay what they did to you, right? Or saying that you have to be okay with what they did to you, right? And forgiveness is saying that I'm okay with what you did to me, right? I think what forgiveness means is you know what? I am not going to hold what you did to me I'm not going to hold on to that for the rest of my life as far as I'm not going to let what you did to me have any type of emotional control over me you know I'm going to be out here living my best life you know understanding that sometimes you don't get closure with situations and you have to be okay with that even if you like even if you were the wrong party like say you the one who Who messed up, and you know that you're the one who wants, like, even if you're trying to apologize to a person, right? And you're having, you need to forgive yourself for what you did to the other person, or you you want the other person to forgive you. You know, unfortunately, you don't always get that type of closure. You know, forgiveness isn't always clean. There's not always this clean break, right? Where everyone just amicably goes their separate ways. You know, sometimes. Forgiveness just comes down to the fact that you have to be okay with the fact that whatever connection you have with this person is over, or whatever connection you have with the person is just not going to be the same moving forward. Again, like you were saying, depending on your relationship, this was a close friend, and what they did wasn't that bad. You know, you get mad, but you don't think that it was bad enough that you have to rethink their position in your life. That's cool, you know. You, it's much easier to forgive and move forward. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can forgive you, but what you did was so egregious that we're not moving forward together. You could move wherever you're going in your life, and I'll move where I'm going in my life, but we're just not going to be moving together anymore.
2: Yeah. I it's feel pain. like my... Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> right. I feel like I've had a lot of situations where what Corey just said, like... I decided that we're no longer, me and that person are no longer moving together because what they did was so egregious. So Mm -hmm. it's hard, like, that's why it's taken me time to actually forgive these people because what they did, I think is so egregious that forgiveness is hard to come to that like stage. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I was going to add that Forgiveness is very painful. It's a painful process, especially if it's raw. You know, like if it's something that recently happened or if it's a deep portrayal by somebody who you didn't even expect to be portrayed by. You know, like that is so painful to recover from, you know, and so painful, especially if you got along with them, if you were so close with them. It's so painful, but it's a necessary thing that you have to for yourself because you owe it to yourself you owe it to yourself to grow to develop to take care of yourself to love yourself you've been through a lot in your life that only you will ever know and ever experience so you owe it to yourself to keep moving forward and you know enjoy more experiences because with everything that's bad there's always going to be good anything that's you know, negative that's happening in your life is only going to be temporary. Everything we do is temporary. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be a season, you know, because then mm-hmm. after that season, it's going to be a positive season, you know, but even in the negativity, there's always some positive, you know, because that negativity is going to spark your growth because you can't grow if you're always positive. You know, if mm-hmm. you're positive, like there's nothing wrong. Where is it that I need to grow? But if there's some negativity, that means there's something that you need to humble yourself in. There's something you need to grow in. There's something you need to do to become a better person, you know, and develop your character or whatever it is you need to develop in. And, and that takes darkness to walk through and, you know, break through in order for you to see that light at the end of the tunnel and be positive and to be, you know, courageous enough to keep moving forward, you know? So yeah. you have mm. to incorporate that forgiveness, you know?
1: Yeah. They say, like, time heals all wounds, but I think that's really, to me, that's false, right? I think Mm -hmm. time, wounds will numb over time, but they won't heal. They won't heal unless you put in the work to heal them, right? And Mm -hmm. sometimes that healing means, you know, forgiveness. Again, letting go of, you know, the situation, letting go of the person, letting go of, you know, You feeling that you need an apology, letting go of, you know, any ties, anything that ties you down to that situation, whether, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, letting go of all those chains so that you can move forward in a way without feeling any type of tether.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's not going to be an easy process. You know, Mm -hmm. um, forgiveness is never easy. It's a long um, road. It's a long road. And I really like what you said because, you know, something, it's actually something that I kept telling myself. You you know, like, even with the recent breakup that I had, like, what you'll call it, time heals all wounds, you know, there's something I was telling myself. And then it's like, no, like, you were right about that time, you know, numbs all wounds, you know, but actually putting the work in will heal those wounds, you know? And um it is going to take time, but like as long as you put in the effort, you're gonna bounce back even faster. You know, and Mm -hmm. that's what I that's where I find myself, you know, when I'm focused in that plan, I find myself bouncing back and forgiving myself and just thinking positive thoughts that I never thought that I could get to. It really changes your the way you think about others you know it gives you more compassion for for like their story too and you don't put yourself in the forefront right you don't take things so personally Mm -hmm. anymore i feel like when i was looking and analyzing that you know it helped me to have more compassion and grace for them not to say like it justified their action like no that was dead wrong completely wrong but i have to say like i could understand how you got to that point and why you made those decisions and, you know, it's unfortunate for you that you're probably going to continue that journey, you know, or it's unfortunate that you had, you thought you had to do something like that, but I'm not going to take that responsibility because now I understand. And now it's like, I can forgive you. And I have that grace for you. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. but I, But even sometimes I don't think forgiveness always requires grace. Right? This idea that, again, I think it d- really depends on the situation. I think for most things, exactly. yeah. But depending on the situation, like I can forgive you, but that doesn't mean I need to start treating, that doesn't mean I need to treat you like gracefully, right? That doesn't mean I need to treat you with kindness or tenderness or whatever, you know? Yeah.
0: My, oh, yeah. My, like oh, my yeah.
1: forgiveness, my forgiveness could be like, or even like my closure or whatever. Or just me letting you know how you hurt me. It could be me cursing you out, you know, it could be me, yeah. you know, expressing myself in anger and in rage. Like however yeah. I want to express myself, or even just, you know, ghosting you and cutting you out of my life. Like also I don't think f- forgiveness doesn't always require the other party. So if I ghost you, you know, if I cut you out of my life, that can yeah. be part of that can be closure for me. That can also be me letting go in the situation. And that can be part of my road to forgiveness, right? You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that's the forgiveness itself because, you know, if we, if we walk into a room, if I see your name or something, and it still brings up this, like, well of whatever in me, then evidently I haven't moved past the situation and I haven't, like, forgiven the other person. Yeah. Sometimes, even for me to, even for me or whoever to even get on that road to be able to forgive or to be able to move past the situation um or even just to heal myself and you know move on from my life i don't necessarily need to treat the other person i don't need to give this person all this grace and all this like compassion especially if they didn't mm-hmm. ha- if they didn't handle my emotions they didn't handle my well-being with any type of care or compassion right? Yeah. It could be like, you know what? Fuck you. And, you know, stay the fuck away from me for the rest of my life. And that may seem harsh or whatever, but the situation was harsh and you know what? Go do whatever you, whatever you need to do. I'm going to remove myself to protect, you know, my, uh-huh. protect my energy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. But when it- yeah. with that.
2: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I agree <laughs> with the um part that Corey is talking about, grace. Because it feels like always black, like, especially black people have to accept things with grace. Like, there's no other form of acceptance that people are okay with. So, yeah. like, thinking about how certain, like, there was um Botham Jean, mm-hmm. the guy who got oh, killed that by... Ain- Amber Geiger, me. I think so her name
1: much. Oh. and his
2: brother, like, was, forgave her, and I think gave her a hug, and people were like, oh, this is what's right with the world, and it's like, why does it all, like, not to say that he should have cursed her out, and like, I hate you forever, but like, if he had responded in anything but grace, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. like, the like things would have exploded the wrong way, and it's like always. I feel like it comes out of a lot of out of like the being bare, out of the church and just the way Black people are raised. It's like everything needs to be done with grace. If you can't be angry, you can't show any other emotion than compassion and grace. It's a problem that yes. you don't
1: yes and the same thing with like with the judge in that case too you know offering like I think even the judge like offered her like a bible or whatever or even offered her offered the person a hug the officer a hug or something like that I'm just like again kind of you know going to sing with like black people right and even more specifically with black people you know like you know this idea of why does my forgiveness or why does my road to healing have to be me now coddling and pot and pacify the person who hurt me? Right. Um, yep. I hear this, I hear this similarly with, you know, with, you know, women who maybe they were dealing with like an abusive relationship or whatever type of relationship with like with a dude. And they're like, Oh, if you know, she doesn't respond with like, if she doesn't respond nicely, you know, it's like, oh, this, that, and the third, and suddenly people try to reverse, reverse the script on them. You know, the same thing, you know, with Black people. It's like, if, we, if you hurt me and now we rage back at you, suddenly we are the big, ugly monster, you know. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm just responding. I'm just responding to the violence you enacted against me. And I am justified in my response. Maybe not to the point of, depending on the situation, not to the point of mm-hmm. committing acts of violence and retaliation, but my rage is justified. I don't have to have pretty flowery words for you. You know, I don't have to come give you a hug. I don't have to reconcile with you, right? Forgiveness doesn't require reconciliation. I don't have to reconcile with you in any way in order to move past the situation.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. It definitely depends on the situation um, and the severity of the situation that you can like give grace or not give grace. And it's really dependent on the person too. Some people, what you would call like for example, that um, example that I use with the guy getting pushed on the street, like that's nothing. You know what I mean? Like you could give grace for that you know um but let's say like you were stabbed on the street by this random guy you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. more serious and you can't really give that grace it would Mm -hmm. if you get to that point that's admirable sure you know and that's dependent on the person you know but But, like for some people they express that differently it's like you practically almost murdered me. And I'm living to tell about it. Like, I'm not gonna give you any compassion or grace, but yeah. you know what, I'm going to just remove myself as far away from you as possible, make sure you're in jail, you know, so you never do this to anybody else, and then move on with my life. Depending on the severity, depending on the person, and the grace is mostly for yourself than anything. Cause then mm-hmm. sometimes what happens in these situations is we always find ways to blame ourselves before we blame the person. And it could be like from the smallest thing It's like, for example, that guy that pushed you on the street. Oh, well, I was in the way. Or, well, I could have moved to the side. Or that guy who stabbed you in the street. You know, like, oh man, if only I had taken the train that day. Like none of that is your fault. You have every right to take, you could have had every right to like go on a walk to work or whatever, or like, you know what I mean? Like use some Mm -hmm. other type of transportation. Mm -hmm. You couldn't control that person's actions. You can only control your own. So to blame yourself for somebody else's actions is not even fair to you. Well, you can't even handle your own, you know? So for me, I think like people definitely need that grace for themselves the most, you know, because we always find ways to blame ourselves for situations that we had no control over. We only had control over the reaction and, you know, we could even have grace for our reactions because it's in the heat of the moment. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, we freeze. Sometimes we run away. Sometimes we fight back, and things get too hectic, you know? But Mm -hmm. we need to give ourselves that grace to, you know, tell ourselves, like, we did the best we could in that situation, given the tools we had at the time. But now that I know better, we're not going to be like this anymore. We're going to grow from this. We're going to be more aware. We're going to try harder. We're going to be better. You know, but we're not going to take the responsibilities of somebody else's actions. That's their problem, not mine. So that grace is mostly for yourself. You know, that mm-hmm. compassion is mostly for yourself because we are the hardest on ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Given like the elections that just passed, Joe Biden being our like president now, you know. I ain't
1: forgiven I, none of the people on my timeline yeah. that said pro-Trump. I ain't forgiven oh. none of y'all. <laughs>
2: Wait, you had people You had pre you had pro Uh, Trump people in your timeline?
1: Hell no. Well, none that, you know, I'm aware of because you if you pro Trump talking about Trump this, Trump that, let's believe you would have got blocked with the quickness.
2: Exactly.
1: Um, I do know there's probably like as far as my friend list, I don't see everyone on my friend list on my timeline, right?
2: Exactly.
1: you know i'm pretty sure there are some people who are trump supporters i even know there's some people in my family who probably voted for trump because they voted for trump cuz last election when we we had discussions about it they were like oh cuz there're just some people who like think trump is a good businessman when he's really not um nah. he's a terrible businessman yeah you know um, most most of his like yeah he's just really bad at it Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Yeah, only thing he was good at is saying you're fired.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: But you know, you know,
1: <laughs> one thing he was good at was being like a really was being a media personality, right?
0: Yeah, so I
2: think, exactly.
1: I think because he was a personality similar to the Kardashians, and similar to like that, similar to like you know reality TV and stuff like that. You know, like people knew Donald Trump for being this rich guy who was just rich and you know he talked out of his ass about a whole lot of things but you know he was rich so he must know something right yeah you should finish your question because we didn't even know what the question was
0: yeah
1: any trump supporters um, on the timeline you know hey. you already outed yourselves because they were they were going so hard talking about Trump for another four years and this
2: and that and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I've been like now, reporting tweets on Twitter, so if I see a pro-Trump tweet, I report it.
1: Yes, report that shit as a hate crime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: This is uh, heartful and abusive language.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, so the question was, since um, we're on the forgiveness topic and um, we recently just had Joe Biden as our elected president, um, how do you think as a country, in, individually and as a country, we can move forward from the era of Trump, you know? Um, do you think we can get to a point where we forgive Trump, you know, for Hell the things they done? no. Wait <laughs> <had> a second! <laughs> Were we just like, talking about forgiveness and how it's for yourself, <laughs> not for the other yeah. person? What's happening I'm like, here? Oh
1: I'm
0: like, with
2: Trump, it's... I don't know if I'm going to say forgiveness. I'm just going to say I'm going to try to forget him.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. See, the thing with Trump is, at least when, I'm going to speak for myself personally. For me, I have there's nothing for me to forgive about him because he's exactly what I expected him to be. He's nothing more than what I expected him to be. Um, and he was just this, arrogant rich white guy who's like racist and xenophobic and all these other things and that wasn't like a big shocker right you know also a lot of the issues with a lot of the issues with a lot of the legislation coming out of our government for the last four years that we don't agree with all the issues of like racism in our country which is which is you know things that our country was founded on right a lot of the issues and stuff that's been popping up Sure, white liberals like to blame it on Trump and say, "Oh, look, Trump is the source of all this racism and blah blah blah." So if we get rid of Trump, all this racism, release all this overt, a vote overt racism, exactly, will be gone. Except, mm-hmm. you know, Trump, Trump was never the source of the problem. Trump being elected, period, is just a was just a sim- symptom of like how far gone we as a country were how angry a lot of racist people were, you know, just, there were just a lot of things kind of in the mix when it came to him being president. And those same things are in the mix with, you know, with the, even this presidency against Joe Biden. Despite the fact that Joe Biden has a lot more electoral, you know, votes. Yeah. The The fact that there was it was so close in a lot of these, you know, swing states and important states. And, you know, even now, you know, some people are saying in certain states it can go either way if they, like, do a recount or something like that. It just goes to show you the thoughts of the people in this country, right? And that, again, that has nothing to do with Trump himself. Yeah. You know, Trump is an arrogant, narcissistic asshole, right? Yeah. He's been that his entire life. Um, when he was just some random white, rich white guy on TV, some of the dumb things he did was amusing, to a certain point, but the fact that he gained power over people's lives uh, was kind of wild and ridiculous. But again, he is exactly what I expected him to be. So I have, there's no, there's nothing to forgive because I don't feel like, personally, I don't feel violated in any way because these are things that I expected, right? I expected that things were going to go the pot or that things are gonna get wild and crazy because this is a guy that justifies all the people who are doing wild and crazy shit. And again, Trump isn't the source of that. You know, he's just a symptom of that. And it shows up in the timeline. Now people who I may know personally, who I know have been writing so hard for Trump or even just making excuses for all the terrible things that the administration has been doing when it comes to like people's civil liberties. I'm trying to be like, well, you know, he gave us tax cuts and tax breaks and think that makes it okay. Those people, I'm just like, you know what, you stay over there.
0: I can see like on the individual level how, you know, personally for you, there's nothing to forgive. That does make sense, you know, mm-hmm. because you know, with forgiveness is usually because you don't expect something, but with in this yeah. case you expected everything. Right? Yeah. But do you agree, Sasha? Like, how do you feel individually? Is this something like you could forgive him for?
2: Honestly, I'm on the boat with Corey. Like, when the election, like, 2016 election, I was in grad school for journalism. So we reported on the election. And it was crazy to see all the polls go wrong, to realize how many people in this country are racist. And, like, because being in, being in a fairly liberal state it's hard to even imagine that there's so many rural towns where trump is their god like Mm -hmm. even to look at new york state upstate new york there's just pockets of blue most of those counties upstate are red yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, like New York State is a blue state mostly because of like New York City, you know, maybe yeah, Albany.
2: Pretty much. Um yeah. Syracuse. Like,
1: yeah. So like places where you have like a decent amount of like people, people. of color, black people, you know, large congregations of people.
2: Yeah. And
1: once you start getting into those like mountainous states, those once you start getting into like farming country and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the valleys and stuff, people are just like Whatever, as long as I get lower taxes or lower property taxes and this and that, yeah which of course draws them more towards the republican side, it's like when it comes to like other people's civil liberties and stuff like that, it's like eh,
2: they don't care
1: they don't really care because it doesn't really affect them because yeah. they're out in the middle of nowhere doing their own thing,
2: Not they don't have to kind
1: of. interact with these people all the time, yep, yeah, yeah, so those issues aren't important to them because they don't really impact their lives.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we can also talk about how, like, 50, at least 50 or more percent of white men and white women voted for Trump yet again. hmm wow. Like, See, I'm like- not surprised, but I also think that there's so much white liberal... Um, I don't even know what to say about white liberals. White liberals think they're saving the world by being liberal, but they can't even take and face their own family members who are prejudiced or racist. Like, there's so yeah. many
1: white liberals who aren't as liberal as, you know, like, there's, like there were so many people who probably would have considered themselves liberal who voted for yeah. Trump in the last yeah. election, and probably yeah. voted for Trump in this e- election. They can consider themselves liberal because they're like, oh, but I'm nice to, like,
2: Black people. Black people,
1: I'm nice to POCs. I'm yeah. nice to the LGBT, LGBTQIA community, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm nice to these people, and I don't want them to, like, die or anything. But, you know, beyond that, beyond them being, like, nice Yeah. You know, when it comes to like the systems that actually cause harm and trying to dismantle those systems.
2: Yeah. they are on your own.
1: Yeah. It's like, we don't care.
2: They're comfortable with the status quo because the status quo benefits them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That totally makes sense. Um, So, I mean, I don't even know. For me, that's something that I've been thinking about. Is this something that, you know, I could forgive Trump for? And for me, like, I feel like I don't really have to forgive Trump, like you said, because mm-hmm. I don't think he was always the problem. I think he's annoying. You know, like, he mm-hmm. was very annoying. It was very disheartening, the messages that he was pouring into uneducated people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think for me, the people that I have to forgive is the people that voted for him. You know what I mean? Like that's just like I I just feel like because of the anger I feel inside, I know it's like it there's like this paranoia. Like for me, like I had a nervous breakdown with all the riots that were happening and stuff. So for me, it's like I had to, re- you know, really take some time to think about do I need to forgive white people? You know, um, mm-hmm. is this an area that like is really affecting my life that I can't move forward? You know and I feel like for me personally, this is an area that it really hits home for me because my father was a victim of police brutality. My mom, what you call it, was um, arrested by the cops and they handled her roughly uh, at one point. So like for me, I do not have good situations with cops, so you know, just for cops alone, I need to like have a really internal, and introspective conversation with myself about how am I going to move forward with this, you know, with those memories and having like these riots that were happening at the same time triggering me and those emotions, you know? Um, I think Mm -hmm. there's a racial divide that's happening and I think we need a blend. but it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? Like you can't just, you know, okay, I forgive you. And then these people, these exact same people are doing the same exact things to you. You know, it, it makes it so hard, you know. Yeah. So for me, it's like I'm on the fence, honestly. Like Trump isn't just like the symbol of who, you know, he's the symbol to those racist people, you know. But he's not the problem, as you said. Like it's yeah. the people that voted for him. And there's black people that voted for him, too. You know, like that. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yeah. But here's the this thing. Is, it's funny. Oh. And the Latino people
2: who voted yeah. for him. Yes. Like,
0: Latino, too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. actually, Latino people too. A lot,
2: Latino. a lot yeah. of Latinos, a lot of Latinos. Like,
1: him. You, like people want to blame just the Cubans, and Cubans have always voted very heavily. At least a lot of Cubans always generally vote heavily Republican and stuff like that. Yeah. But like this dude I knew from I know from high school, right? He is definitely one of those those conspiracy theorists, Hotepi type. So he just posts on the internet. Oh, don't you know about like the Joe Biden crime family and this and that. Like one of the things he posted was like, Oh, didn't you know like the KKK was like the military the military arm of the whole Democratic Party that wanted to keep, you know, black people enslaved and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, that's cute, right? That's a very cute soundbite. But you know, if you actually paid attention in history class, you know, like really paid attention history class you will know that at a certain point in our country's history that there was this weird paradigm shift between the like the democratic party and the republican party right yep so back in the day uh the party that you know was the republican party was very was a very super liberal party right that was a party that many people many black people joined after you know they were emancipated and they could join the electoral process and that was the party that argued for not necessarily equal rights, but for the end of enslavement. And the Democratic Party, which was heavily, you know, a Southern party, wanted, to, wanted the continuation of slavery. A lot of those Southern people who identified themselves as Democrats started identifying themselves as Republicans. And all of those liberal, quote-unquote progressive people, even progressives and liberals and whatever are still like racist and problematic. But those people who consider themselves liberal and progressive started identifying as the Democratic Party. So we got this weird like shift where now the Republican Party is like the party mainly you know, associated, like, controlled in, like, the South and the Midwest and stuff like that. And then the, now the Democratic Party is the one that's, like, in a lot of the, like, metro—heavily, like, urban and metropolitan areas, stuff like that, particularly yeah. around the coast and in the North—in the Northeast, right? So, yes, on paper, if you want to say the Democratic Party, blah, 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 but if you don't know your history and you're just looking at sound bites. you're just like, oh, this is, like, a random fact and you won't have the context— that those Democrats back in the day who were part of the KKK and the Klan and da 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 da, Would are now now, are now the are now the are now the Republicans, and those Republicans back in the day who were you know fighting to liberate, fighting for some some liberation. Like I don't want to make them seem like this. Like you know they were fighting for the liberation of all people and equality for everyone because that wasn't the case. They again they had their own issues. but they were a lot more for the idea of the ending of slavery and stuff like that those people became the democratic party again it's like you just take these snippets from like your history class you take these snippets of online things and you remove the context and you remove any type of actual historical learning and you just you're just spouting things you're just talking out of your mouth and anyone anyone who And guess again, anyone who wasn't paying attention to history class or forgot history class or anyone who just didn't know about that paradigm shift and that ideological shift of the makeup of the two parties, right? Mm -hmm. And how that shifted and now how the pretty much Democrats migrated to, like they kind of migrated, you know? So now it's like the Republicans are now like that very extreme conservative party and now the Democrats are like the Progressive Party, right? If you didn't, if you didn't learn about that shift in your, you know, political science class and your history classes and stuff like that, then you will look at this. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. This is blah 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 blah. But it's like you're working with half the,
2: the information. information.
1: You're not working with the whole. And again, this is not to, like, say that there aren't lots of problems with the Democratic Party as it exists today. We know there's a lot of issues with it as it exists today. But to try to say that, you know, somehow the Republican Party is this great and lovely and perfect party or, like, try to kind of equate the two in ways that are false is problematic.
0: Wow, like we had an amazing conversation. What time is it? Yes, 11:00? oh my yeah. goodness, yeah, Yo, this,
1: has been, a, <laughs> this yeah. has been a great conversation. Yeah. yeah, yes, and I'm glad I was able to have this conversation with you guys.
0: Yeah, I'm glad yeah. too. Yeah, I, it really connected so smoothly. I loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Thank you for <laughs> another opportunity to talk on the Cozy
1: Chat um, Mm -hmm. as always. Well, thank you for deciding to join us for Cozy Chat. And thank you, Sasha, for joining us for Cozy Chat. This was a great discussion and, you know, you had some great input and valuable insight, you know. As always, it was great speaking with both of you. So do you guys want to link any of your handles in case any of the listeners, listeners want to Look you guys up or
0: Um, not private? uh, I don't mind sharing. Um, My Instagram and Facebook is Maxine Antoine. Um, For Instagram is at Maxine underscore Antoine. Okay.
2: Okay. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Sasha underscore Marguerite. So Sasha, just take the A out. Put an underscore in Marguerite. That's and you can usually find me retweeting some shade on Twitter. <laughs>
1: yeah, and on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr and pretty much most social medias, you can find me at Young Royalty 580. Thank you for joining us for this week for Cozy Chat, and we hope to chat with you guys soon. Later.
2: Later. Later.